You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I'm Helen Farmer on today's episode of Farmer's Kitchen, a culinary tour. We were speaking to South African chef Jenny Morris, a.k.a. the Giggling Gourmet, about her desert island essentials and something she uh, never thought she'd eat. We had celebrity chef hailing from Peru, Gaston Acurio, holding a four-hands dinner at La Mar, so what's on the menu? We had a taste of Philadelphia, cheesesteaks, smashed burgers, milkshakes and more. Ben's Farmhouse getting ready for the festive season with a brand new opening. And The Crossing gearing up for Diwali. So what's on the menu there? This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Looking forward to and gearing up for Taste of Abu Dhabi. With one of the stars now, Chef Johnny Mar- Jenny Morris is known as the Giggling Gourmet. She's a celebrity chef, a radio personality, and she is going to be there from her native South Africa, A Taste of Abu Dhabi. She is known for her infectious laughter, boundless creativity, not just a chef, but truly a storyteller. From TV screens to kitchens, she enchants everyone she meets with her passion for food, making every meal a bit of a culinary adventure. Chef Jenny Morris, how are you? I'm very well, darling. And how are you? I was loving listening to your mouthfeel oh, thing. Okay, <laughs> tell me, tell me from a professional perspective, some of the best foods for mouthfeel. Well, yeah, I, you know what? It's very, that's very personal, mm. darling, because everybody has different, some people like crunchy, some people like smooth. I love, you know what I love? Oh, salmon roe. Ooh, pop, because pop, I love pop. to play with them on my tongue. Pop, pop, pop. Yes, I love to roll them around my tongue, push them up against the roof of my mouth. Oh, I, I like a lot of them on my mouth. Because <laughs> I'm greedy. I wish you were in the studio. I wish you were here. Chef, it's always such a pleasure to have you in the UAE, even if it's just on the phone for now. Um, for anyone that's not oh. familiar with you and your, as I said, boundless energy, you, you're decades of passion for cooking tell us where it all started chef when did you realize that you wanted to make this your life turn that passion into a career oh you know i think i really knew from a very young age because i was lucky you know my parents was at their knee i'm in the kitchen and uh, but it, it became so strong you know when you just have to want to cook for people it's my love language mm-hmm. and uh, but I reached a point in my life when it was time to leave school and my dad said what would you like to be darling and I just said I'd like to be a chef he said over my dead body that's not a job for a lady mm-hmm. honestly he said I've got money for you for a wedding but not for education because you know um, in those mm-hmm. days yeah he said you're going to get married and you can cook for your family so I thought well I, I might need your money for that but I'm going to do something that a lady shouldn't do. And I became a telephone electrician. (laughs) I did indeed. It's called a TN5. I did my apprenticeship. I worked on construction. It was amazing. And I would go back and do it again today. But, you know, there's that pull all the time to food, that passion, wanting to feed, to nurture. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, here I am. (laughs) I wish you was allowed to see it. I know. I'm (laughs) sure. I know. But you living your happiest life is just so lovely to hear. It really is. And you've travelled the world now, Jenny. You know, you've, you, you really have and had some amazing adventures, you know, from South Africa to Morocco here in the UAE. And I was curious when I was reading about your travels, you know, what is the most kind of unusual or exotic ingredient that you've ever cooked with? And, and how did you use it? Can you remember? Um, you know what? 
I, it, it's always very difficult to say what was, but when I was in Lisbon, I had, the, have you ever had a gooseneck no. muscle or clam? It is the ugliest looking little creature. Go and Google it. I'm not going okay, to describe okay, it to I'm you. Go it. and Google I'm, it. Okay, I'm scared to, but I'm doing it right <laughs> it's now. It's called a gooseneck. Yeah, yeah, go, go do it. Um, and don't describe it. <laughs> and um, they are <laughs> the most delicious thing. But it's like, you know, the Chinese have bird's nest soup. Mm. So to, to, to actually to harvest these little creatures is very, 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 very dangerous. But they are the most delicious things that I've ever tasted. When I first looked at it, I thought, oh, I'm putting that in my mouth. I've just found Google Image <laughs> And I didn't search. want to stop once I started. It, it was delicious. Oh, they are ugly. They <laughs> are ugly. Stunning. Um, so, <laughs> very ugly. So is there anything that you haven't yet kind of got your hands on? Any, any ingredients you haven't tried yet that you'd like to track down and eat or cook with? Well, you know what? I've had snake, I've had scorpion. I would listen. I don't want any domestic animals, so no. that's off the off the charts. Um, so there's. I've been very blessed. You know that. Mm. I have no desire for bird's nest soup because I don't want any birds spitting in my mouth. So <laughs> or birds spit in my mouth. Well said. Well <laughs> said. Just thought of it. So. <laughs> so um, Watch the space. There's nothing really. That's a life <laughs> Maybe a real lobster, you know, with big, big fat claws. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Jenny, I'm going to keep you with us. I've got well, lots I of questions. Ooh, okay. There's always time. Jenny, it's going to be with us in, in Abu Dhabi next week. I'm curious what she got in store for Taste of Abu Dhabi. We're going to be talking about food bringing people together. And uh, she's going to get a bit of a teaser here. She can have a, she can have a minute to think about it. If, um, if I was to send her to a desert island with only one kitchen utensil, what would it be? And why Chef Jenny Morris with us today, the giggling gourmet. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Jenny Morris is on the line, celebrity chef, the giggling gourmet, personality restaurateur, author, traveller. Um, Jenny, I wanted to ask <laughs> you, and I know you're packing your bags, of course, for the UAE, but if I was going to send you to a desert <laughs> island... And it's it's terrible. It's a really rubbish one. Not like the one we're we're going to in a few weeks. But you could only take one bit of kit, one kitchen utensil or or equipment. What's an absolute essential for you? Do you know what? Um, it's an island, so there'll be rocks. So I'm not too worried. Um, there'll be palm trees. So I'm not too worried. We can't take anything electric. No. So and, and a knife is going to get shot. And a knife's going to get blunt very quickly. I would take my pestle and mortar because I could pound it. I could mince fish. Um, I could mix in it. Um, I could make pests in it. I can collect water when it rains in it. It might taste like whatever, but I think that's what I would take. I feel a TV show coming on. Let's strand you somewhere and see what you come up with. In the meantime, though, together. this time next week, <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love that. Um, this time next week, you're going to be in Abu Dhabi for Taste of Abu Dhabi. Um, what have you got in store? What can we look forward to from that three-day festival of food and fun? And Well, I, I think we're just going to have lots of food and fun. Yeah. There's always entertainment with me. I'm naughty, um, but I'm nice. You know, uh, more nice than naughty, or maybe more naughty than nice. Who knows? Depends <laughs> on where in the world you are. It's a winning combination, no, <laughs> we, no matter what. <laughs> but um, we're definitely we're going to be doing some barbecuing. Um, we're going to be cooking. Um, I'm going to be on the Kipson stand, so people can cook along with me, which is really, really great fun. And um, some dishes. I'm doing some very easy dishes that oh, you can good. actually cook in 20 to 25 minutes. 
Um, so I think that helps, you know, if people come home from work and they think, oh, what am I going to cook? And I'm tired and I don't feel like sort of sweating over the stove for too long. Mm-hmm. So that's when I have, have cheese and crackers. You're just going to have fun. <laughs> now, oh, gosh, you and me. There's lots of butter. <laughs> yeah, everything's better with butter. Um, so tell us, you know, with the rise <laughs> of social media, like food presentation has probably become as important as taste. What tips do you have for listeners today who want to kind of elevate their home-cooked meals, make them, you know, look as good as they taste? What, what are some of your top tips? Any insider secrets, Chef Jenny Morris? Well, you know what? Um, I think once once again, if you look at the food that you're cooking and the color of the food, um, I always like white plates. You know, it just makes everything look gorgeous. If it's something sort of stewy, um, I like to use a big, big, like a soup bowl thing because then it looks like you want to dive into it. Mm-hmm. And there's, we're talking about home cooking, you know. So there's nothing better for me than a little flutter of beautiful fresh herbs um, at the end and a drizzle of olive oil just to... Bring it to life and make it look like you've just painted a picture. And don't overcook. I think we tend to overcook our food. You know, vegetables just become mushy and and meat becomes shredded. You know, there's a place for pulled meat, you know. But um, if you're going to be doing like a a lovely shank or something, let it look like a shank. Mm -hmm. Um, And olive oil you can eat, you know. It's so good for your skin. So you could drizzle with that. And I just, I love herbs. Oh, you're making me hungry. um, You're making me hungry. And and lemon zest, lemon zest, the little sprinkling of lemon zest is beautiful on food. It just gives it another dimension. I think what you do so beautifully, Chef, is share your enthusiasm for food and obviously the skills that you have in creating dishes. But it is about bringing people together and this idea of communication Uh, and celebration is that something that's really important to you as well very much so because if you think about food bringing people together when a baby's born what happens you celebrate with food your first birthday celebrate with food a wedding funerals i mean it's just all about food it brings people together it's comforting your mouth loves you and um, you just feel so good so yeah for me it's all about food (laughs) now We're not giving away any ages, but, you know, you've been in the industry for a few years now and food trends. years. (laughs) Don't worry, I've got your back. Food trends come and go, chef. Um, Is is there one that you're excited about now or do you feel like there's a dish that deserves a comeback, a cuisine that you think might deserve a bit of time to shine? So what what are you excited about right now or what would you like to put into, into into the spotlight? Do you know what's happening in South Africa? And look, we've always had Asian food, um, which is really, really nice. But we've never really had Korean food. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love Korean food and I love any kind of Asian food. So I, and I think people need to be a little bit more adventurous. Sushi is not, for me, Asian food. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. so many beautiful dishes um, that are cooked together um, with fish and meat and that kind of thing. If you look at Vietnamese food, I mean, our friends said, having caramelized fish, really? It's delicious, you know. So I think people should start exploring a little bit more out in the sort of field of Asian food. Couldn't agree more. Can I ask you, and I I don't want to upset anyone listening today, any restaurateurs or chefs, but when (laughs) when you come to the UAE, is there a restaurant that you always want to come to? Do you have a favourite or one that you're looking forward to visiting when you're in town? I always go to Special Asadi. Love it there. <laughs> Dubai. I love that restaurant. I, it's the first place I eat. I go straight there the minute I arrive. What's your order? And you know they always everything. <laughs> I'm greedy. Everything. 
the, from the beautiful broth to everything. The guys there are just so welcoming. Lunatic. I hope they've got your photo on the wall, Chef. I hope you're on the they wall. They do. Good. They, I am on the wall. I'm all over the wall. Good woman. Right. Well, next time I'm <laughs> no, in there, I'll take, I love it. I'll take a picture with your picture. How is that for a deal? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, you know, I take I take the tram, not the tram. I take the train. Do you? A metro love, to Bear Dubai? local travel. Yes. Oh, yes. Love it. Oh, Jenny, we're going to let you get back to your kitchen, no doubt, because you've got some work to do ahead okay. of Taste of Abu Dhabi. Thank you so much for your time today. It's always <laughs> such a treat. You. Yeah, I'm look, looking forward to catching Thank up properly. You. And let's, uh, let's get that Desert Island program sorted out. Let's go and get some kebabs. And in the meantime, yes. we'll see you at Taste of Abu Dhabi. Chef Jenny Morris, wishing you a I lovely, love it. lovely, take care, hun. Lovely weekend ahead to you. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We love introducing you to chefs and sometimes they are homegrown heroes and sometimes they are international superstars. Celebrity chef Gaston Acurio is in Dubai right now hosting one of the most sought after four hands dinners tonight with three Michelin star chef the Bees Munoz today and tomorrow at his Peruvian restaurant Lamar Atlantis the Royal and he joins us now. How are you chef? Well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, of course, I'm very, very excited and very happy. I'm very grateful to uh, this uh, amazing city that celebrates uh, food culture all over the city. A lot of chefs are here uh, from all over the world trying to share their food culture. And tonight and tomorrow, we are happy to celebrate this fraternity that we have in, in, in general in the, in, the, in the cuisine all over the world. And with one of my best friends, David Munoz, which is a, such a talented chef in, in Spain and well-recognized in the world. So we're celebrating tonight, like in the one of the restaurants he has, which is a street show. He's mm-hmm. opening in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, it's coming in, to in, in Dubai. one and only. It's going to be a fantastic addition yes. to the city. I'm really, really thrilled for that. So you're obviously a... Peruvian chef and ambassador for Peruvian cuisine. Uh, chef that was, of course, bringing his own expertise. When did you guys first meet? Where, where did the friendship start, Chef? Well, uh, he invited me once uh, 15 years ago when he was starting his career. He just opened, uh, he was just opening uh, Diverso. Uh, he didn't have uh, mission stars at that moment. So uh, I was uh, fascinated by his style, uh, revealing at that time already that he was going to become one of the greatest chefs in the world mm-hmm, uh, because of his creativity. <laughs> so I invited him to Peru, actually. And uh, uh, so he came immediately. He stayed a couple of weeks in Peru trying to understand our, our culture, our, our ingredients, our flavors. Actually, he stayed in my house. We, we, we left as a family. We went on vacation. And he stayed a couple of days. Uh, uh, studying uh, deeply the, the Peruvian, Peruvian ingredients and recipes. And then he came back and actually uh, what he did was it's a, a love story between Peruvian cuisine and his cuisine because he was always introducing Peruvian ingredients and Peruvian recipes and things that we did in, uh, in his own version of creativity. So... Uh, uh, after that time, uh, we became really, really close friends. Um, but actually, it's going to be tonight the first time 
ever we're going to cook together. Oh, it could be fireworks. Yep. <laughs> Friendship yes. might be over, chef. We don't know yet. So it's Peruvian and Spanish <laughs> coming together. For no, two, no, of course not. Uh, for two nights only uh, at Lamar. What's on the menu and how have you divided the dishes? What does it, what does it look like in practice, chef? It's, uh, it's quite, it's got, it's, it's been very easy. It's not, it's not easy normally to, to put on, uh, uh, on the same table four hands uh, that could be quite different and uh, give, uh, provide to the, to the audience uh, a coherent uh, uh, experience. No? So, but in, in our case, it was very simple because, of course, we are friends. So I'm the host, and what you need, what you want, mm -hmm. we adapt what you're doing without losing, of course, our authenticity. No, but but at the same at the same time, uh, actually, street so is kind of like Lamar in its own style because it's it's, it's fine dining in a casual way, uh, uh, really authentic, uh, uh, unique, and deep, and very flavorful uh, dishes. Uh, with a little bit of fun or a little bit of twist, and uh, so we, we 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 try to we're going to try to give to our our customers tonight and tomorrow a uh, uh, sharing style experience, uh, sharing table where we're going to make uh, at least 15 dishes, I think, oh my uh, gosh. Okay. so everybody could taste uh, an avant an avant premiere of what he's doing. He's going to do in in, uh, in Dubai and what we do normally in in Dubai in Lamar here, but also with a twist also, no? Well, Chef, it's going to be a night or two nights to remember. Are there any spaces left? We've got two of the greats coming together. Any chances of Tonight? any seats or fully booked? Yeah, it's fully booked, but maybe it's a cance last cancellation always. We could try to find some place to okay. anybody. I would, would try get, to come get tomorrow. On the phone. Chef, thank you so, so much. I'm um, 15 dishes to thank cook, you. an orchestra to yes. conduct in the kitchen. I'm going to let you get back to, uh, back to your team, wishing you all, all the very best. Send our best to Chef Debbie's uh, Munoz as well. It's going to be a brilliant one. Great to have you back in the city, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. You. Enjoy yourself. Fantastic to catch up. Chef Gaston Lacourier is in Dubai. That four-hand dinner tonight at Peruvian restaurant Lamar at Atlantis. The world fully booked for tonight, but you might get lucky for tomorrow. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Introducing you now to what I, we've just been talking off air about how areas become up and coming on the food front. And Expo City is one I'm hearing more and more about and my goodness, putting it on the map now, we are taking you to Philadelphia via Expo City with Josh and Kelly Phillips, the co-founder. And we've got Chef Vincent in the studio, Philly John by Ghostbuster, making its debut. Just opened, Josh, how many days ago? When did you open? About three days ago. You're brand new. Yeah, we're a you're baby. Brand new. Well, you're brand new to Dubai. Mm -hmm. But Kelly, this is, this is not your first foray into the world of food. Can you give us a little bit of background about, I want to know how you guys met and then how you started <laughs> opening at restaurants in your in your native Washington. Yeah, thank you for having us. You're so welcome. I was actually a food writer. I studied journalism. I was writing about food. And uh, Josh and I met the, our first date. I took him to a restaurant that I was writing about. How did we meet? <laughs> 
Uh, we actually met on Craigslist. Did you? Yes, yeah. Did. So Buy, that buying, this, selling, what was going on? This was before Tinder <laughs> and the you apps. You can get anything on Craigslist, <laughs> even a wife. Even a wife. Yeah, but we, we really hit it off. And what really brought us together was our love of hosting people. So we would have big dinner parties. We loved mm-hmm. going to restaurants. And we loved to travel. So everywhere we went, we would make it a point to like book a reservation at a Michelin star restaurant. And you're, so you're, yeah. the, you're, you're the people I like who plan holidays around what you're going to eat. Oh, you exactly. have to plan around you food. That's to. the only fa- plan. <laughs> so tell us then about the, it's, it's one thing to love food and to love yes. hosting. It's another thing to take the step to go, mm-hmm. do you know what? We think we've got the chops. We've got the industry knowledge to actually put our own place. Tell us about the first Ghost Burger. Yeah, so Ghost Burger actually launched in 2020, and it was meant to be a sandwich pop-up during the pandemic when lots of people were ordering takeaway. Um, and it kind of took over from there. It became really popular. We sold out of burgers on, on day one, and, and day um, there was and a big and demand for comfort food. <laughs> yeah, so. we were eating our feelings a lot yes. in 2020, and, and to your advantage. <laughs> so from pop-up to permanent space, and now you've got three, mm-hmm. is that right? So we actually only have one Ghost Burger. Okay. Um, we before Ghost Burger, we actually ran um, a variety of Mexican restaurants. So the original one was a Oaxacan restaurant called Espita Mescaleria, and then we have a taqueria called Las Gemelas, named after one of our partner's twin daughters. And then we have uh, Destino, which is dual meaning destiny and destination in Spanish. Wow. Um, that's more of our higher end Mexican restaurant. And, and now here yeah. in Dubai. Callie, what, what are we serving up? Yeah, so we have our Philadelphia cheesesteak. So the brand is Philly-inspired. I'm from Philadelphia. Josh and I met in Philly. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to bring a taste of Philly to Dubai. Um, and so we also have smash burgers with really creative um, options. So it's unlike anything that you'll find here. Yeah. Can I ask about, it's not just about the menu, though, Josh, mm-hmm. when we think about why we go out to eat. It is, you know, to my mind, it's escapism, it's connection, yeah. it's sensory what's what how does the the space set itself set itself apart from other places in dubai do you think so for me going out we talk about this actually quite a bit dining out is about experience not necessarily about food food's just one component you know you want to walk into a space and feel something immediately you know so for us we have the bright pink walls we've got you know fun neon beautiful photography um, the space tells a story before you even sit down. Um, we've seen it with customers so far, just walking around the space and like enjoying what is Philadelphia through the lens of these people. That's really cool. In Expo um, City as well, yeah. of yeah. all places. Can I ask why Dubai? What's the connection and why do yeah. you feel like this was the right spot for the next international venture? The name of our restaurant group is Destination Unknown Restaurants. So for us, we love to travel. It's what it's how we um, experience food and learn about culture. And so um, Dubai is such an international place. You've got people from everywhere, um, all all types of food, and people just coming together over it. And food, yeah. you know, food makes people have fun and brings them together. So this felt like the next place for us. For us, Dubai kind of feels like the gateway to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's been a kind of amazing place to visit. We also love a burger. Yeah. So let's let's bring in <laughs> Chef. So we are delighted Chef Vincent is with us today from Virginia. I want to know, you have one job and one job only, and that is to make me regret my really boring lunch. Well, actually, to be fair, I made soup. It was fine. It was I like, like soup. a... Yeah. It felt like a soupy day. You know, I had some butternut squash, some carrot, Thai flavors. It was okay. It wasn't a Philly cheesesteak, though. So... Make us hungry. What's on the menu? All right. If you want to talk about the Philly cheesesteak, we're going to do ours 100% correctly. 
without any we don't take any shortcuts in preparation and from the start we take in the fresh uh ribeyes american beef ribeyes clean them and then our trick is to freeze it so we can shave it super thin on the uh slicers that we have and again that's just going to help get more caramelization and more flavor in with it we do that with caramelized onions, a little bit of salt and pepper, and we make our own cheese sauce from scratch. Of course you do. Of course you do. Well, we've got to stay also local, so I'm trying to keep in some local bakeries That's cool. to work with everybody. And well, like, can we talk bread, actually? Okay. Is, this a, is this a new show? Is this a it's show a in itself? It's It's the whole, the whole thing you, is you have to have the right bread. Can we tell you what we do for the bread in, at home? Yeah. Um, so our restaurant's in Washington, D.C., and we have bread sent down from Philadelphia every week <laughs> because it's the right bread. <laughs> this is called commitment to the cause. Yes, it's it's serious. So. Wow, and what about here? I mean, because I mean, it's we are a gateway travel. to the world. It's not, not going <laughs> to travel, chef. We tried. What about the bread? So we're using the French bakery right now, and we've been working with them to take over all of our roles. Because again, for me, it's about inclusivity with everybody around and creating some sort of family. That's I would say. What else is on the menu, chef? We got. Smash burgers, like Kelly was saying. We also have some chicken wings with a Fresno hot sauce. Um, oh let's see, gosh. macaroni and cheese that is very, very rich and delicious <laughs> now. It's been adjusted and just, it's pretty good. It was my lunch today. So, oh, that's why I'm smiling. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, it's like a little bit better maybe than soup, but, <laughs> but for me. Um, our burgers, again, the idea of these things is like it's not going to be your typical burger. Yeah. I don't want to do just a. Uh, basic cheeseburger you know what i mean you, you have plenty of places that offer that we're going to offer our own variety of them they're going to be a little bit spiced up uh, a lot more seasoned and then just it's like i come from a fine dining background right so with that i'm putting all of the intention that i would normally in those dishes into the finer details which could just be uh condiment placing on the actual burger itself can I ask about pricing? Because that's a bit mm-hmm. of a, it's a bit of it. Because you're talking about there about being fine dining, and my goodness, the sounds like the ingredients that you're using are top notch. But you're mm-hmm. in a neighbourhood as well, so this mm-hmm. is about places people can you know gather at, go yep. out for a last minute bite, you know, have a scoot around Expo and grab a lunch. How how do you try and calculate that? And can you give us some ideas of you know what we can expect when we come out for? you know, a family meal or a date night. Yeah, it's very affordable. And just today we overheard someone saying, wow, I'm really full and that was a really great price. And so they'll definitely be coming back. Okay, well, that's good to know. We aim to be the place you can come to three times a week. (laughs) I thought you were going to say five. And we're already seeing the same people coming in every day. Yeah, we're developing regulars, which is what we want here. We've had some people come in every single day we've been open so far. Anything on the dessert menu, Chef Vincent? (laughs) We have some cookies and oh. then, of course, fresh made ice cream. Talking There's about no mouthfeel. The, the milkshakes are very popular. Oh so God. every table's yeah. been ordering milkshakes. And so we have pistachio. We have a lotus cookie, like a lotus Biscoff cookie shake. Yum. It's incredible. It's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then we have chocolate, uh, vanilla, and strawberry. Yeah. Um, I've had message asking how to spell. Okay, so let's talk venue. Let's talk name. Yeah. Josh, talk, over to you. Let's talk Philly John. Um, so, John, let's talk about the word John and what that actually means because we get that question quite a bit. J-A-W-N. It's a John. It's not a John. It's a John. John. Yeah. Am I saying it? John. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's something I grew up saying. Yeah. You know, everybody in Philly says this word, John. You can say like, oh, I went to this really cool John last night. 
you know, it was so much fun. What'd you eat? I had this, John. How'd you get there? I went to John. (laughs) It's a noun. It's meant to be like a placeholder. (laughs) It's everything. Yeah. It's like if you forget the noun you're saying, it can be anything. And it's fun to say. John. Philly dot John DXB is the Instagram. It's Mm -hmm. a vibe, guys. It's great to have you in town. It really is. I know (laughs) you'll be back. I know you guys will be back. Chef Vincent is holding the fort down and serving up already a very loyal band (laughs) of burger-loving, fully cheesesteak-addicted Dubai residents. And where exactly are you, Kelly, in in Expo City for anyone wants to find you? Yeah, so we're in the Mobility um, District, so we're not too far from from the Alwasl Dome. Amazing. I'm gonna. Yeah. I have to say, it looks like Expo City's got some incredible stuff um, in the diary for kind of mm-hmm. the coming events calendar. But more and more people moving there, loving it, and I think this is going to be, yeah, a real kind of go there, eat this mm-hmm. foodie destination. So it's great to have you in town, guys. Thank you so so much. I'm going to have a little welcome. scoot around Expo and grab myself well, Lotus biscuit milkshake. <laughs> One of Chef's Philly Steaks. Thank you so much for coming in. Massively appreciate it. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Let's get a chef's take now on mouthfeel, the importance of it. Homegrown hero Ben Tobit is with us today, the co-founder and managing director of Ben's Farmhouse Middle East. They offer catering, delivery, school meals and more with news of their very own venue on the horizon. He's starting the kitchen as a child, nine years old, and went on to work in some of London's most prestigious restaurants, including Le Caprice, So House's Cafe Bohème, The Ivy, and then years here in Dubai before going solo. How are you, Ben? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. I shouldn't say you're my favourite today, but you did bring <laughs> you did bring snacks. I did bring some snacks. For Thank you. Yes. You're just, welcome. Just demolished little Madeline. Um, <laughs> so, two questions to you before we start talking about yeah. you. Mouthfeel. As a chef, is this something that you kind of consider and weigh up and, and really incorporate when you're devising a recipe or a dish? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, eating is about sensations and tastes, flavours. Um, so it's very important. Um, I was actually having a little bit of a think about it as some of your callers were, were uh, leaving messages there and I was trying to work out mine. I what think is it? It's actually uh, chocolate eclairs, but you remember the ones with the toffee on the outside and yeah, the chocolate on the inside? A, that is a good yeah, one. old school. And lastly, <laughs> you can't win because you're a friend of the show, but if I was to give you 500 dirhams to spend at Spinney's, what would be going into your trolley, chef? Oh, a very good question. Mm. Um, I'm very big on my vegetables and fruits these days. Um, my wife is big on, on fruits as well. So You'll go for the produce. Yeah, um, there's a great fish range in there now, um, fresh, of course, so probably be having a look around there. Like the Harvest uh, Festival and the Tobit household. Right, let's go, <laughs> let's go back in time. As I said, you started young. A lot of chefs start young, but, when, but they're often like, oh, you know, I was 13, 14, 15 when I started showing the interest in food. You were much younger than that. Where did it start for you? Yeah, I guess it's a little bit of a cliche when people say that, but it actually did. Um, my mum and dad were in the pub and restaurant industry. Um, Dad was a chef as well as a hotelier, so um, started off in the kitchen with him when I was nine, making the little garnishes, washing the pots and pans, cutting the lemons, stuff like that. Um, and I guess already at that age, I had a bit of a, 
a passion for it, mm. but didn't really come into fruition until a little bit further down the line. I think sometimes knowing what chef life can look like, and when you're in the business, when you're in the you know the family business, it's a bit it's a bit more real. And then you've got to get, of course, get through the training. So you yeah. went to culinary school, yeah, and then you were right into some of the literally the hottest kitchens in London. At, at what yeah. you know historically a really hardcore time in, yeah. in chef life. Yeah, what comes what comes to mind thinking about that? I like to think of it as kind of the rock and roll days. Um, I was lucky enough to kind of catch the 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 Gordon Ramsay Marco Pierre White days um where kitchens were still proper kitchens especially in London you know long hours hard work unsociable um I was also lucky enough to work with Michel and Albert Roux so I was classically French trained as well um that was a, an unbelievable experience um, but you, you kind of worked hard and you play hard in those days. And, um, you know, they were a, a, an amazing experience, the restaurants I worked in, and I learned so much. A blur when you look back, but, <laughs> but one that was very educational indeed, but, I am uh, sure. I remember getting told off quite a lot. So, yeah, that never leaves you. But do you know what? I'm sure it wouldn't stack up now. I'd be straight to HR, but back then, get away with more, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You then brought your skills here to the UAE, yeah. um, working, um, again, some of the hottest restaurants in town. Yeah. How has the UAE restaurant scene changed since? you arrived how what year did you get here Ben? Uh, our first stint was 2009 actually mm. um, I uh, came over and actually as I came over a lot of people were leaving because it was the financial crisis um, but it was actually uh, the first experience in Japanese kitchens I spent two to three years in Japanese kitchens and someone else I looked up to greatly was a chef called uh, Scott Holsworth um, who was at some of the top Japanese restaurants. Um, so I came into a Japanese restaurant in 2009. We sp- I spent a year here, went home for a year, and then that's when I found out the Ivy Dubai was opening. And, of course, from my background with Caprice Holdings in, in London, uh, it was the perfect opportunity to come back out. We've got in the studio yeah. Ben of Ben's Farmhouse. As the name suggests, he did decide to go solo after stints in kitchens here in the UAE. But why? What was the mission? What was missing? And what is happening and opening very soon indeed? This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We have got the Ben of Ben's Farmhouse in the studio. Ben Tobit is the co-founder and managing director. They offer catering, delivery, school meals and more. Are you gearing up for, dare I say it, the festive season already. <laughs> we are indeed. Are you? We are. To be honest with you, it starts August, September. We start getting inquiries. Yeah, people God, like to be organised. Inqui- <laughs> Who are these people? Oh my gosh, I'm envious. I'm, I'm not sure, but we love them. So this, so this is forward planning for, and you can you can borrow this from me if you sure. want. The Turk away. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so people having their Christmas dinners and and Thanksgiving, all of that. Cooked by you, delivered to to them. Exactly. Well, I mean, we go back as far as Canadian Thanksgiving, which is October, um, then American, and then obviously you've got the whole of December. People are celebrating, um, but the, yeah, the inquiries are coming in August, Gosh. September. So Christmas um, Day is ready, ready to go. It is. It's going to be even busier this year. Um, wow. I feel like I need to get my life sorted out. Okay. <laughs> so Ben, tell us a little bit. As I said, you when some of the best kitchens in london came to dubai you were at the helm of, of the ivy and then decided to strike out solo what did you feel was missing and what was your initial mission with ben's farmhouse uh, initially something was missing with myself i felt it felt like i needed to be challenged again i felt like i wanted to be in charge of my own destiny um and dubai's been very good to me over the 
13 or so years I've been here and I felt like I, I wanted to give something back. Um, the company was started right in the middle of COVID. Um, so the UK wasn't really a choice, but we started literally working on the concept in April, May 2020. Gosh, okay. And yeah. what, what was that initial idea? What was, had something sparked in you? It kind of, I wouldn't say happened by mistake, but from a long, long time ago, we were taught as chefs about sustainability, seasonality. Um, it's a bit more new to the UAE, if you like, but I always wanted to do a concept that was focused on, on those elements. Uh, as I say, sustainability, food security, this kind of stuff. So the concept came quite easy. We were already working with some local farms um, in my previous position. So... Um, the Ben's Farmhouse concept kind of just came naturally. Um, and because of the time that it was in, things like food security, sustainability were at the top of everyone's yeah, agenda. Really hot so topic. It, yeah, it hit the ground running. Tell us about working with schools. This is something I feel really... Okay, so I'm going to try and get my temper under control. <laughs> my kids are really picky eaters. and yeah. I think a lot of it is to do with... And I completely take a lot of responsibility for yeah. that. But when I think back to like, our generation. Uh, school meals, you know, you ate what you were given. Yeah. It was kind of communal. Yeah. There wasn't much choice. Yeah. And you use a knife and fork. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, now, you know, we're in a really busy city. You know, I feel like I wish, I w it's a topic for another day, but I feel like I wish more schools could kind of really focus on just how important that mm. nutrition side is yeah. for our kids for you know, the learning, the concentration, the energy. Yeah. Tell us a, a little bit about the food puzzle piece when it comes to, to schools to your mind we, we've actually been pleasantly surprised um we found that children are more than happy to you know from our grab and grow go range uh wrap sandwiches salads we've been pleasantly surprised with it it's um, chips and cheese for me when i got to the yeah, time i could choose exactly um but no, honestly we've been pleasantly surprised from the ben's farmhouse concept that we were already operating we actually haven't had to change that much in terms of the grab and go offering um, for the hot meals, um, again, the, the, the children seem very open to trying stuff these mm -hmm. days. Not all of them, of course, but you know, certainly a high percentage are prepared to try new things, new flavours, um, which is pleasing, obviously. Okay. Parents, teach me your ways. <laughs> now, Ben, got some big news. Mm -hmm. Because we're not going to put a date on it because, you know, things happen or don't happen, as the case may be. But we can say in the next few weeks. Would mm. that be fair? That would, yeah, that would be fair. You're yeah. going to be opening doors again back into the restaurant trade. Are, yes. What is opening where? So we, we, I'm getting back into my, my biggest passion, which is, you know, restaurants. Um, so we're opening Benny Max, hopefully within the next two weeks. Everyone's working day and night to make that happen. Um, it's out in Town Square, where actually I live, so that's quite convenient for us as well. Um, <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a it's a British orientated gastro pub, um, sports bar, very family orientated, very community orientated, indoor playground for children, open kitchen with a load of you know theatre going on downstairs, and then upstairs is a bit more sort of you know, gastro bar, uh, sports bar, if you like. Right, I want you because when you say okay, as soon as you say that, I'm like. I miss the Rivington Grill a lot, okay? Mm. I miss the Rivington Grill prawn cocktail. Yeah. 
Is there going to be a prawn cocktail on the menu? Well, funnily enough, the Rivington was one of mine as well because it came under the, the Caprice brands. And um, yes, there will be a prawn yes. cocktail. Okay. <laughs> and it will be the classic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right, Ben. Make us hungry. What are you What are you preparing? What are you working on now for when you open in a couple of weeks? What are some of the dishes? Um, so we've obviously got a head chef on board with us, Kevin, who's um, been, been fantastic for us, been with us for a few months now. Um, we'll obviously have the traditional roasts on the Sunday, which... Uh, we're, we're already known for in our deliveries um, the usual classics the fish and chips the, the pie and mash stuff like that but there'll also be some influence from other countries um, if you look at gastro pubs in, in the London scene there's there's huge influence from other countries now so there'll be things like ceviches going on on there lots of fish dishes uh, we've got some lovely Arabic inspired dishes as well um, some very cool desserts. Um, so th- there's loads going on. It'd take me too long to tell you all of them, but there's well, some really great dishes. Well, I was in Town Square <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. I, when last time I spoke to you, I was like, oh, I'm going to a boxing gym there. And yeah. I saw the hoarding up. I was like, it looks like it's happening. So yeah. such a great atmosphere in that part of town. Yeah. Really, really family friendly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, kids on their scooters, couples out for jogs. And I feel like this is going to be such a welcome addition. And I'm kind of breaking new ground, you know, licensed venue yeah. there elevating the food offering it's yeah. going to be brilliant is there anywhere we can follow you on that or, should, or is it ben's farmhouse for now and announcements no there's there? uh benny max uh, instagram and facebook page uh our website's up and running hour is about to be up and running i believe everyone's been working hard on that so yeah benny max uh, com is there for Aww. everyone to, to have a look at and um we're over the moon with the the amount of uh, good feedback we've had about the concept and really looking forward to, to getting open. Message here from G saying, had the pleasure of meeting Ben last week. Lovely gent. Looking forward to checking out his new place in Town Square. Say hi to him. That's from G. See, hi. People are, people are ready, hungry and supporting you. It's fantastic yeah. to have you here, Ben. Take care of yourself. Thank you so Benny much. Max opening, we're going to say two weeks. And uh, I can't wait to check it out myself. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We're celebrating a little bit early today. This year, Diwali falls on the 12th of November. It's a time, of course, for lighting the divas and the candles and getting together with family and friends and eating a lot. Chef Jitten from Fine Dining Restaurant, The Crossing at the H Hotel, is going to help us in that mission of eating an awful lot. How are you, Chef? Very well indeed, Helen. Thank it's you for having so me in the studios. Ni- it's so nice to have you back because last time right. I think you were in the, we were in the old studio. I, I know. It's probably the last folk, uh, not forecast, telecast, if I may. Oh. The 20, uh, I was looking up the archives, 21st of June, oh. uh, 2018. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I think you were traveling, you were in UK back back that week or something like that. But I've, yeah. Oh, and, and you're back in the UAE. That's back, right. Back in the kitchens. Um, I, we're talking this afternoon about mouthfeel. And it's interesting to get different chefs' take on this. Now, by the way, guys, it's also your last chance to tell me I mean, the food that makes you makes your make, makes your mouth happy, not for taste, but for texture. Is this something that you have to think about a lot as a chef? We've had people messaging in about pani puri, for example, being a really good example of mouthfeel. What, what comes to mind for you, Jitin? Absolutely. That question is absolutely spot on. That's one thing which we all chefs think about like all the time, pretty much. Um, and a good example I give is uh, compare a banana that you eat from, and nobody likes bananas, pretty much, especially children. because the, I hate them. The, the, the first bite and the last bite is the same, right? Yeah. So that's where the mouthfeel comes in. Imagine throwing a couple of scoops of ice cream, some hot chocolate sauce, some crunchies, some little uh, bits of crispy um, 
caramelized popcorn, a bit of salt, ah. and there you're talking. So all American banana split would be my go-to in terms of textures and mouthfeel and temperatures and 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 you know a bomb in your mouth. You oh, that's really. amazing. Yeah, it's not authentic Indian, which I'm going to oh, bring. I'm going to bring you back. <laughs> I'm bringing you back for anyone that maybe is unfamiliar with the meaning behind Diwali. Can you explain a little bit about what it means to you and how you interpret that to the plate? Yes, so I think uh, as you sum- summarized earlier, it's a festival of lights, um, and it's the the good kind of you know uh, winning over evil as a as a message. But as children and and, and as uh, youngsters, when we grew up in India, Diwali meant celebration. In, in 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 short, and it wasn't just the the day of Diwali; it was the anticipation of it. So it was the run up to Diwali. You would wear new clothes. The house would be like cleaned up, new furniture, new—I mean, whatever you could get within your means, you know—to get. Uh, and this was to schmooze the lotus of uh, the goddess of wealth, which is Lakshmi. And uh, a lot of businesses uh, in India they have their New Year. The books of accounts close on the on the day of Diwali and they start the New Year. So they they kind of they welcome the Lord of uh, Goddess of Wealth and they give the direction to the to the to the Lady Lord to come and follow the lights and if and the little foot footmarks made footprints rather made on on your doorstep which would tell uh, them where to come wow. and they welcome and every nook my granddad i remember used to say that light every dark corner in the house may be a garbage area or it's uh, a bathroom or a little alley somewhere so light has to prevail so that was the big message for us and what about some of the foods that what, what were you eating in your childhood what are your yeah those culinary memories of Diwali I mean to be honest there is everything that is made in every household would be special during this time um, and I remember my mum making uh, things like dahi ballas which is kind of a lentil uh, dumpling which is soaked in a yogurt and sweet chutneys uh, on top so that would be one such a simple thing to eat of course the sweets are always uh, you know would, would, would always prevail and you would give a lot of gifts to 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 people but charts because you've been shopping around you've been tagging along with your mums doing shopping all day so you stop and have a little break which is a meal within without any uh, uh, kind of uh, let's say it doesn't have a rule book you can eat a chart anytime anywhere you want how much ever you want so i think those things were still ingrained in our memories mostly vegetarian food mm-hmm. i come from a vegetarian family and during these auspicious uh, occasions it is tends to be vegetarian as well Chef Jitin's with us from The Crossing, which is definitely, I would consider to be a fine dining restaurant. You, you know, really elevating maybe some of the dishes you're talking about now. Have you put together a special menu for Diwali? Yes. So what we've done is, see, because every home and every restaurant would, whatever you create during this time is special. So what we've done is curated a series of menus and mainly to lure people for, uh, for group dining. So we've done uh, sort of, I've composed menus uh, like canapé menus, bowl menus, sit-down menus, tasting menus, and of course, bespoke menus that they can sit and discuss with me. Mm-hmm. And you come in a group, you would have that as a, as a team of family or friends or colleagues or uh, work uh, uh, mates or whatever. In your comfort of your home, like tonight, it's already started. We've got four four events happening in different parts. So as I wrap up here, I'll be going and seeing those wow. events uh, at people's homes in their villas and all these. So we do selective, uh, uh, you know, hand-picked events like those as well. What a treat yes. to have your food at your in your own home. And, That's and right. back to the restaurant, what are some of the dishes that you're really excited so, to be serving up? Absolutely. So one of the ones which uh, comes to mind is, is, again, it's a sweet dish though. Uh, so it's, a, it's called a gaver. Uh, gaver is, is basically literally a honeycomb uh, made out of a batter and uh, soaked in a sweetened syrup and a reduced milk on top. So we've kind of changed that a, a little bit. 
And what I do is uh, we reduce the milk and make a, uh, a spume out of it. So just kind of lighten it up, even though it's, I mean, sweet, over sweet. Uh, but then a bit of texture, then a bit of gold leaf, like everything else in yeah. Dubai has to have uh, a bit of gold. So that's what we're doing as a special dessert during this time. Um, you have kindly brought in some Indian sweets. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the other kind of extras. I don't know. Do you have like a pity fall kind of equivalent in India when it comes to those little those little bursts of special uh, flavors? Absolutely. So pity falls seamlessly will become a, a mini version of a of an Indian sweet. And the mitais are usually milk based because India being an agriculture uh, agricultural land with so much of uh, farmers and livestock, so milk naturally is in abundance. Mm-hmm. So the produce is reflective of that. So we've got these four or five hampers that we've created. And each hamper has got a selection of, um, you, you know, jams, uh, a candle, which is auspicious of Diwali, a candle holder. Uh, we've got sweets um, and pot purees and stuff like that, chai, masalas. So you've you got something for everyone. And the box itself is so amazing that I'm waiting for it to get empty and going <laughs> to use it for something else in the future. It's going to stay on my desk. I think there's a few things you've touched on there, which is, of course food and you know sometimes we we anticipate food around special occasions because we don't have it any other time of year so there's the food aspect there's the gifting aspect but most importantly it's coming together isn't it this idea of you know groups colleagues parties families being to, you know com- coming together celebrating sharing eating when is the menu when when your when your celebration starting at the crossing it's already started it's on I mean, we have already uh, up and running they are live the menus are live we've got as i said uh, as early as uh, you know day before yesterday we started and uh, it's uh, you know the more the merrier as they say there you go chef jitten thank you so much the crossing is at the h hotel celebrations already underway for the valley thank you so much sir it's a pleasure really thank really you. appreciate it especially on a friday when you're so busy and you've got to go and cook with some people tonight you're an absolute superstar Thanks for being with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen. You can tune in live every single Friday afternoon between 2 and 5 on Dubai Eye 103.8.